Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. Hello. Hello. Today, we're going to be playing Volshol, designed by Martin Wallace of Brass Birmingham uh, Railway Games of Various Variety, uh, Nanty Narking, which we have played, and a bunch of others. Um, the artist is Uli Stein. It's published in 2011 by Cosmos. Uh, it is German for full flow. I'm not sure that clears it up at all. Yeah, well, I think the I think that I think it'll come out more when we when we learn the rules and we, and we play a little bit. The description is in Volschol, players need to balance their penguin and ice flow holdings in order to come out on top of the world, or make that the bottom of the world, since penguins live in the Antarctic. The mechanics are auction bidding. Memory and set collection. The box art is a like Charlie Brown style cartoon of a penguin pushing another penguin off of, I'm going to say an iceberg, even though it's not a very big iceberg. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, uh, do y'all remember the, the three Caballeros Disney movie from 1945? It had like a bunch of short. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just pause for a second and take that in. Just so well, so we're taking it in. <laughs> okay, now that's, you may continue. That's that penguin right there. Yeah. So, uh, so in the three caballeros, it had like a bunch of shorts in it, and one of the shorts was uh, I don't remember what it was called. The cold, pe- the cold blooded penguin is what it was called, and it was a little short about Pedro the penguin who didn't want to be cold anymore at the South Pole, so he wanted to make a trip north, and it's all about him, like creating this raft of ice and then it, it, as it gets warmer it melts and then he's in a bathtub and then it, the bathtub like springs a leak and then finally he makes it to the galapagos where he very much enjoys his time and it was like as a kid i loved watching it. that was like my favorite thing from three caballeros you and uh, bp yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite thing from the three caballeros <laughs> Based on all this, uh, would you pull this off of a shelf? Let's start with Kiwi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a game with penguins in it. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also Martin Wallace's game that has the lowest difficulty rating on Board Game Yeah, <laughs> so we picked this game because we, after playing Nanty Narking, we were going through Martin Wallace's game list, and we saw this one, and we're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, because it is the theme of penguins on icebergs, uh, we figured this would be good for Kiwi. We're going to let him get all of his crazy references out during <laughs> this game, and we're off to a great start. Yes, we are. I don't know if we'll get them all out. There's a lot, There's of, a penguins lot of penguins on this little there. iceberg. <laughs> uh, BP, would you pull this off a shelf? I mean, yeah, it, the, the box art looks fun, um, humorous, and uh, those mechanics really, really actually had me. So here's, here's, yeah, surprise here's, here's my, yeah, here's my question to both of you. So we already know that it came out in 2011, but if you looked at that box art and the fact that it had a German name, what year would you guess this came out? Oh yeah. I know like the 80. Yeah. Like yeah. 80, that's what I yeah. thought too. I think it's crazy that it came out in 2011. I, obviously the art style is very, uh, intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, BP, how do we think it's played? Okay. Uh, so we had memory set collection auction bidding so my guess is is that the um 
cards are going to be placed like almost in the center face down, like almost reminds me of that Fox and the Hunter styled game. Mm, And then, um, yeah. So then like they're turned over and you're trying to build, right. You're trying to get matches from that, like the memory type idea. I hope that auction bidding is the mechanic for shoving penguins off of icebergs. (gasps) Oh yeah. Like you're bidding for position. And so it's just this weird mechanic of like you bid and then you shove a penguin off an iceberg. (laughs) That is my hope. Poor penguin. I don't know what memory is. And yeah, I guess it's going to be like matching cards or something. I I don't know. I don't know how that part is. All I hope is that you bid and (laughs) shove other penguins off of icebergs. We're going to that means you and I are going to fight. Yeah. I mean, I I don't need to know any more about the game, I think, Uh, than what I have decided it should be. Right. We always make better games. Set collection. I guess, would you be collecting hats? I'm going to say you collect hats because there's two different colored hats on the picture. Like you shove a penguin off and you keep their hat and you need to shove off the right colored hat penguins. <laughs> what if, what if the memory part is where like the, lo- like how the iceberg is. And so as you're taking them Ooh. away. Yeah. You're shrinking that iceberg. Yeah. If you stand on the wrong spot because you remembered it wrong, you fall off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you are the one without a hat. <laughs> really got to get those hats in there. I know. Look, look at the like, box art. That is one of the most prominent features on the box art. It has it to be is. in the game. Okay. 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 I'm excited for okay. this one. The history of penguins on icebergs. Kind of. So obviously I knew, right, that the majority of them were in in Antarctica. And so like at first I was like, oh, well, like when was Antarctica explored? What's the human uh, to rate uh, animal population on uh, Antarctica? Because obviously it's, you know, there's no indigenous actual humans to Antarctica because of the harsh environment. And it really wasn't even fully explored until really uh, the late 19th and 20th centuries, really, until people had like, you know, the types of equipment to explore it. And then I was like, but this is a game about penguins, not really about Antarctica. So I wanted to read up more about penguins. And the whole idea of a penguin in Galapagos Islands is not like far fetched because uh, penguins are not just in Antarctica. The majority of them, though, are in the Southern Hemisphere, but not all of them. And so there is actually uh, one variety of penguins in the Galapagos near uh, the equator. And then I also learned that um, there is a little blue penguin is the smallest penguin. And apparently it's also a card in Wingspan. Yep, we've, we've had it before. Which I don't remember. Now I, I, feel I specifically like I made, made sure again. that I got it and I made sure that I played it because it was a little blue penguin and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but most of us, when we think about penguins and we think about Antarctica, we do think about the uh, emperor penguin, which is the biggest, uh, the biggest penguin. But so uh, just a brief little bit of history. I mean, there are some really fascinating stories about penguins out there, but in popular culture, um, Kiwi's little crazy uh, penguin knowledge is actually not far off. Many of them uh, did begin like begin to make their appearance in books and even in animation in like the 1930s and 40s. So um, some of the early uh, characters, uh, Mr. Popper's penguins. Yep. Written. Yep. <laughs> That's what I thought of. 
Wow, you guys. Yeah. I've, I've not heard about many of these. I mean, obviously, Happy Feet. Yeah. Um, Madagascar. Yeah, that, uh, those are my favorite penguins. <laughs> um, there's also a Pengo. Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Video game. Um, and then, obviously, 1941 is when actual the villainous penguin was uh, mm -hmm. introduced. Uh, does it have March of the Penguins in there? Uh, probably. That I, one was I, uh, uh, narrated by uh, Morgan Freeman. And it's all about a bunch of penguins in Antarctica. Some of it, it's kind of sad because penguins die. Yeah, so... Real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so the game occurs over a series of rounds where players use their penguins to bid on ice flows. But you don't always want to win, but sometimes you want to win. <laughs> the player with the most points at the end of the game is the winner. For the first round, the first player is the youngest, which is kind of boring, but it's a lot better than if it was just a random uh, choice. So, so I thought of some... Uh, Eric, though. Last to visit Antarctica, uh, last to see a penguin, last player to uh, touch a penguin. Oh, last uh, last to be south of the equator. I thought that might one that might be an issue. I think it might be Eric. Oh, yeah. Because mm, he was in New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, also, there I had a chance to see a penguin, but I did not see any. There was road signs for them, though, that said, don't hit the penguins. Ah, penguin crossing sign. Yeah, I would love to have a penguin crossing sign. That'd be cool. Okay, so the top card from the Ice Flow deck is revealed. The first player then plays a card from their hand as the starting bid. Play then proceeds clockwise. Each player can either bid or pass. To bid, you must play one or more cards of the same color played by the first player with a higher combined value. So there's kind of five suits in the game, sort of. Um, four of them have different colors, and they're numbered one through five. And there's uh, different amounts of each of those cards. And then there are a bunch of gray twos, which are wilds. Yes. Do they have penguins on them? They do have penguins on them. Different so, varieties of penguins? Uh, they by color. Um, so like if Eric plays a blue two and then play passes to BP, she would have to play blue cards in combination with the wilds if she wanted to. Um, but the, it would have to be equal to or greater than two. Or sorry, it has to be greater than two. can't be equal. And then it would come to me, and then I would have to beat whatever value you played. So play proceeds until uh, everybody uh, passes and one player is basically left standing. They collect the ice flow card. They're going to take it, and they're going to put it in front of them face down. So that's where the memory piece comes in. Once you, once you get it, you can't look at it again. Uh, then the... Players are going to draw cards based on the number of cards they played. So if you played one card, you get to draw one additional card. If you played two or more cards, you only get to draw two cards. So if you play more than three, three or more cards, your hand size will eventually get smaller and smaller because you will only draw up to two cards. The winner of the auction then discards their bid. And in turn order, players will decide if they want to discard their bid or play it face down in front of them in order to keep those penguins. The player to the left of the first player is the new first player, and a new round begins. This goes until the melting flow card is revealed. At that point, the game ends, and we count up our score. So players will add up all the points on their penguin cards, and then all the points on their ice flow cards. If the ice flow is equal to or greater than the penguin points, your final score is your penguin points. If, however, you have more penguins than icebergs, you're going to take the difference between the two 
double it and subtract it from your penguin score. So the example from the rules, if you have 27 penguin points and 24 ice flow points, the difference is three. So you double that and it's six. 27 minus six is, one, is 21. So your final score would be 21. So what you want is you want your ice flow and your penguin points to be as close as possible. And that's where the memory comes in because you have to try and remember how many ice flow points do I have and how many penguin points do I have? This is very much not like the game we created. No, it's very different from the game you created. Um, and that's all the rules. That's everything. Let's play. We just finished a game of Volshol. To recap, uh, BP had 15 sliding penguin points. I had 20 sliding penguin points. And Kiwi had 35 sliding penguin points. Penguin strategy, Kiwi. Uh, I started the game by trying to remember what was in each of my stacks. And then I couldn't remember. So then I just tried to guess what I might have had. Um... So then my strategy was just trying to like push my luck and try to play more cards because I felt like I had a lot of ice flow points. So then I was trying to play more cards, but also trying to think of like what you guys played before to try and play colors that I thought you might have a lot of. Because there was at least one auction. I know. There was at least one auction where I didn't want to win, but then I won instead. And it was just like, well, that did work out. But it sort of did because I think if I hadn't won that auction, I would have definitely oh lost you could some points. do that because you had all the cards yeah i didn't yeah. play a ton of cards either i think you guys started out playing well, a bunch of cards so you you didn't my have hand was all hand. ones and twos so to have a chance at anything i had to play like four or five cards i i was i mean i was trying to not go over but then i kept winning the ice flows and then losing my penguins so i just yeah no i yeah it's a really weird like mix of like, I want to win, but sometimes I don't want to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you kind of have to play to that. Why it's, the opposite? Because I wanted some penguins, but you guys would play like fours and fives and like mm, I couldn't play yeah. a two or a three and that's all I really had in my hand. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. There were a couple of rounds you just passed immediately. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I'd have to play, you know, five cards to even catch up to you guys. So. Uh, theme, did you feel like penguins on an iceberg? I think the only place where the theme really comes in is in the scoring and then having too many penguins and not enough ice. That's really the only place where the theme comes in. Um, other than that, it's just a card game with numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd pretty much agree. I actually didn't even put that connection on to why we're doing the penguins and the icebergs. But now that you say it, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'll say it's, it's like a cute. cute theme on yeah. top of a number card game, but. It really doesn't play through at all. The table presence which in this case is pretty much card art. Yeah, I think the only thing against it on the table presence is like if you walked past uh, somebody playing this, you might see like if you're in between rounds, you're not going to see anything because everything mm. is face down or in somebody's hand. If they're like playing around, you might see some cards face down. So like there isn't a whole lot of table presence to the game. And I think the only thing I wish there was was a little bit of difference variance of the art like all the red cards were the same mm. all the blue cards were the same it would have been cool to have like you know maybe all the red cards are one species of penguin and then 
different different like pictures of the penguins for each of the values like that would have been nice and i felt like that would have brought something to it yeah um, i think if you're gonna have a game like this where it's pretty much just some cards and things doing that would would be a, a big boost i think but yeah yeah i mean i guess yeah there's ways to make it look yeah you know better but it's still super cute cards um so i don't know that i would I don't know, harp on it like too much. I feel like it's a simplistic game. Uh, everything's clear. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it would be really easy to understand like which colors you have if you can't distinguish the colors by the fact that all the reds are the same. Yeah. Right. All the greens are the same. So I don't know. I, I think it's super cute. It was a quick game, so I don't know that I'm going to harp on the table presence too much. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing to point out is like it's not something that you're going to stare at for a long time because it is a quick game um, yeah, so that but... you don't have to do a whole lot with it. And it is it is cute and everything carries through. So like the board is the same or the, mm -hmm. the box is the same as the art on the cards. Mm -hmm. So like there's a, um, a common thread throughout everything. So it's nice. Uh, mechanics, Kiwi. So I thought the auction stuff was interesting. Like it, it it was different in that like so if you won the auction, you you got the thing that you were you were trying to bid on, but you also lost your cards. But then the other players had to make a decision, do I keep these or get rid of them? Mm -hmm. So then there was, you know, that whole idea of like sometimes I want to bid but I want to lose. Like in a lot of auction games that's not an option. Like if you bid, you want to win. And like for sale when you you know, you lose half of what you bid if you don't win the auction, but you're trying to win the auction. So there's this kind of like this weird dichotomy. And I don't think we've ever played anything with a mechanic like this, where it was like, there is another decision beyond, you know, winning the auction if you lose it. You know, do I keep it or do I let it go? And I think that's really where the memory piece comes in is you have to try and figure out like, you know what decision do I make? So I thought that was interesting and a, and a different play on, on a, on a mechanic that we've played in other games. And we've, I think we've enjoyed almost all the auction games that mm -hmm. we've played. So, you know, seeing a different take on it was, was cool. I agree. Like, um, I mean, I, I'm sure there's some auction games we haven't yeah, enjoyed I'm as much. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even I'm not going to bother to try to remember <laughs> memory game here. Um, but I, I don't know. I thought it, it was it was again. I mean, it wasn't complicated that I I really enjoyed the auction bidding element because I think, you know, again, we do enjoy that. And it was a little different because, yeah, I kept again, I kept winning <laughs> and then like not having the penguins to put on my ice, you know, on my icebergs. Yeah. I had plenty of ice left. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a really interesting, I don't know, element. And then knowing that you could only draw back so many, just as Eric was right when he was talking about a strategy and how he would have to play so many. If you played more than three cards or whatever, you only got to draw back two. So you're kind of you're losing as well. So it was, it, there was a lot to think about for such a simple game. Too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I think the. The, the clever mechanics, um, like I mean, pretty much what you said, the auction was different. Uh, it's interesting trying to balance it. I like the memory piece. That was what I had the most fun doing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's clever. 
I think I forgot everything that was in my stack by like round three. Uh, <laughs> so I was remembering it by remembering the difference and not what was in each stack. So nice. I, I just told myself like down two penguins, down two penguins, like up, up three okay. ice. So that's probably, probably a good um, way to look at it. Yeah. So that's how I kind of keep track of it. Um, I guess my biggest complaint is like I said, I, I kind of got stuck with shitty hand and there's yeah. not really a way to come. Well, at least that I couldn't think of to resolve that issue. Like I could really only play on my turn to try to play a couple cards mm-hmm. and then let you win and then get stuff back. But um, yeah, that was my biggest. And I don't know if I just got really unlucky or if that would be a common problem that you could probably fix with like card distribution or something. The the rules. Um, I mean, from the learning side, <laughs> no trouble there, right, PP? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most complicated thing actually is the scoring. Um, it's not even that complicated. Which isn't even that complicated. It's just different. Um, yeah, it give, definitely gives you something to think about. The the rules themselves, because the game hasn't been released in English. I think it's only been released in German. Um, it was a translation, but whoever did the translation did an excellent job. Uh, in fact, uh, we can go ahead and, and call them out because it's in the translation. Uh, English translation by Brad Keane with help of Nathan Morse. So I think they did a great job of translating and 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 going through. I don't think I ever looked mm-hmm. at the rules during the game. Um, I think just at the end, just to verify, like, yes, it ends immediately mm-hmm. when you get to the melting flow. And then I had the rules up when we were going through the scoring and it was just for my scoring because we did the scoring one at a time um and none of us everybody had more ice flow than penguin Penguins. points so it, the the scoring was actually very easy mm-hmm. player interaction i mean it's a it's a auction bidding is the core mechanic so i mean yeah you're you're trying to i mean i guess you could go kiwi's direction and try to figure out what cards other people have or oh um, gosh I, I, you could also try to think, are they trying to win this one or not? I mean, I, you yeah. could get really, if you were like really good at memory games, you could also be remembering what everyone else had. Oh, I mean, there, <laughs> that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's like a high level of depth you could get into here that I don't think is us, but I think other people could be like that. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's not like super like, like you're not like trying to play against their cards, but you are trying to like think of what they would be doing and then maybe adjust what you're doing accordingly. Or you could not, I guess. Were you just trying to play your own hand really? Or were you trying to like think about what other people were doing? I I was just playing my own hands. Yeah. I couldn't manage more than that, but that's just me. Um, but I, I, I still felt like, I mean, again, being a fast paced game and, I, I don't I don't know that there was time also to not really be held, you know, kept active in the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything different for player interaction. I agree. I, I don't think it's any more or any less than other auction type mm-hmm. games that we've played. Um, I think that this more most closely uh, is in line with uh, for sale Yeah. Mm-hmm. in terms of like its fast pacedness and kind of. Um, the way it works, mm-hmm. this felt the most similar to for sale. Plus, just being a, a stack of a you know, yeah, it's literally cards, just a stack of cards. You, you yeah, you could definitely get it in the in the bolt or the quiver. Which I guess comes to the question, uh, Eric. Would would you play it again? Probably not. It's it's a it's a number card game. I'd probably pick for sale over this, uh, just because I, I think I like that art more, and I like the concept of like buying houses and things. 
a bit more. I mean, nothing against this, but I just I feel like there I can't have too many like card quick card number games in my life. Like it's just not quite my style. But it was it was fun. I like the memory piece of it. I'd like to play more games that add more of that. BP. Anyway, it's cute. Um, I mean, I do agree with Eric, like if it were this or for sale or even uh, Tussie Mussie, mm-hmm. just because, again, I when I went like the quiver, that's also one that we go to regular in the quiver. Uh, and again, pretty cards. Um, so but I think it, it's fun. And especially I think if you're playing with potentially like um, younger players or even players who aren't so into it, it. Uh, I think this or for sale are just they're very approachable again because they've got the cute art, very simplistic. Um, but I feel like for such a simplistic game, it did have some depth to it. So I did appreciate that as well. I do think this has more depth than for sale. I would definitely play it again. I enjoyed it. Um, Obviously, I th- penguins. Yeah, penguins. Like, you know, I, I liked the art, you know, the the theme the, of penguins is just it's just the theme that they tacked on to the outside. I agree with Eric. Like, it does just seem like a a numbers card game. Um, I think if for sale wasn't already in the quiver, um, I'm, I might put this in there, but I, I think I agree with both of you where um, for sale just seemed like that. I, I think it's the art that really goes into for sale. Um, somebody on Twitter, I think it was the one tar. She was saying like, ah, I can't really get into um, for sale. And my comment was, well, I think in our play group, we don't really play to win. We play with like, oh, I would love to live in a cabin. And so I'm going to get the cabin. Um, <laughs> and you don't really get that in this game where it's like, oh, I would love to be on an eight flow iceberg. Um, but, it, but it was fun. It is quick. Um, I think the one thing that this has over for sale is for sale. You really do need those the coins mm-hmm. and the addition. So there's a little bit more to it, I think is a travel game. This is probably a really good travel game. And you brought up Tussie Mussie. You know, I think that's one of those things with those wallet games is they're so small. There's so few components that it's just super easy to play in like any space. I mean, Eric and I played circle the wagons on the floor at Gen Con. So like you can play it anywhere. And I think this, this game kind of has that going for it as mm-hmm. well um, in that it's only cards. That's the only component. I think so, the problem is there's just so many games in that kind of space that sure, yeah, sure, you've sure. got to really stand out to like, you know. Yeah. So, so I, I thought there were definitely some interesting things <laughs> to this game. I, I would play it again if somebody else had it. Um, I think um, so when I went to the Cosmos mm-hmm. uh, German site, it doesn't look like they print it anymore. So I, I don't think uh, it's in print. So there's, there's another thing that for sale right. has over it. Um, so yeah, I, I would go for sale, but you know, if I saw a copy of Volshol in the wild, I think just I'm, for like a collection, just as a collection, I, thing, I is, might yeah. get it. Yeah. It's, it's, I'd almost rather buy it than play it again. It's just kind of, a weird <laughs> yeah, case. just, just like, to be like, Oh yeah, that's, you know, and it might come out every now and again, yeah, maybe, but yeah, I think if I saw it, I would buy it just so I could be like, oh yeah, I have a Martin Wallace game. I have Volshol. Because uh, it'd be like the weirdest like Martin Wallace game. Like, no, I don't have any of Brass. I don't have any of his rail games. No, I have his Penguin Iceberg cart game. <laughs> I'm Freshest Carta game. All right. Well, that is Volshol. Uh, push some penguins off an iceberg. <laughs> 
indeed. Uh, so if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do so via the email firstturntabletop at Gmail or Twitter and Instagram at First Turncast and the podcasting camel says as he walks past a little penguin and just like sticks out his hoof and just like bing. Oh my god. <laughs> the penguin the camel is an asshole. Hold on. The camel the camel just pushed a penguin off the ice. Was there was there hand movements there? Oh a hundred percent. She had a hand no idea what that meant. Of the flick. podcasting camo came up and went bing. And that was it. Oh, yeah. That's all I had to go over. <laughs> there was a there was a flicking motion on this side. Well his hoof, it just goes right right into the, the one who's on his ski with the pillow and he just like hoofs the the back of that pillow and he says Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. And we will look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Uh, but you have to say the words now. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, those are the cutest <laughs> penguins. Totally honestly, like I was, I started to listen to the rules to see if we were remotely close, and then you like were. I still had Google up on a cute penguin, and I thought that's a cute penguin, and then I clicked that one, and then it showed me more penguins. Oh. People are the worst. Yeah. Why would you throw coins at birds? Why would you throw coins at any animal? <laughs> right.